75, 5 hours 30 minutes to Doomsday. So, Babs, I want to watch a, a new movie, but, you know, it's, I don't want to watch by myself. I've got used to having people here. While I have no choice but to watch all of the rubbish you seem to enjoy, I cannot force anyone else to join you. I can upgrade the software on your television to include a new technology from Dimension XL5. It enables you to have a virtual viewing companion generated to join you which is aligned specifically with the media you are watching. So hang on a minute, you're telling me that if I use this option, like director's commentary, I'll get to watch the movie with somebody? Correct. Do I need to get the crayons out for you to explain it? So it could be like someone famous, like someone from the movie, like maybe one of the hot chicks that are in the movie. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, look, I'd even settle for the guy that started it. That would be excellent. All right. So all i got to do is just press the button, right? Press the button that says Entertainment Companion. Correct. All right. Here we go. Hello. I am your entertainment companion for this movie. Cut! There may have been some slight alterations to my vocal profile, shithead. Hang, hang on, have I got this set to Tourette's, have I? The recently installed software update does have a Tourette's profile. Wanker! Oh, fuck. You can switch this right, option well, off if you go to settings, settings, voice, swearing, less swearing, option, off. Alright, hang on, hang on, hang on. Settings, 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 swearing, less swearing. Shitbag. Off. I'm going to take that shitbag as a confirm. All right. So get, get, getting past your interesting options. Um, who the fuck are you? I, I was once a sentient being known as Boz from the Little Pod of Horrors and other podcasting outputs. H- hang on a minute. So I, I know Boz. I've heard him. There's an alternate version of me that recorded a, a podcast with him. You, you, you don't look like a Boz. No, I am the reduced mass version of said being. Oh. You're the compressed boss. Yeah, something like that. Fuck it. <laughs> well, oh, the Tourette's is back on, apparently. <laughs> bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> um, so that exp- that explains why why you're sort of only half size. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm just going to watch the movie. Fuck it. <laughs> Wheels of Fire, 1985. In a post-apocalyptic future. A ruthless vehicular gang called the Highway Warriors is conquering the wasteland through murder and plunder. 
During a raid, they kidnap the sister of a road warrior named Trace. He brings hell down upon them. This is the future, and it's up for grabs. Doomsday is history. Only the strong survive. stands between civilization and chaos are wheels of fire and a stranger who drives as if there's no tomorrow because there may not be one wheels of fire they're ruthless animals on a desert rampage and they've got his sister Put her down. It's not going to be the same, Trace. I've seen what these people can do to a woman. No ordinary man could save her. But this is no ordinary man. Where is she, Spike? The fortress. Fire! One last hero making one last stand. I'm going to get her back. This is the future. It's every man for himself. Time is running out. It's a world without laws, without justice. There are no rules. Nothing can stop the vicious road scum who ravage the wasteland in machines of destruction. The ultimate confrontation between good and evil. his wheels of fire. When the heat is on, he'll go the distance. Wheels of fire. Yeah! Which versus the doomsday clock? my half-size hologramic companion. This is, of course, 1985's Wheels of Fire. Runtime of one hour and 21 minutes. Directed by... Sirio H. Santiago. Best known for 1978's Hellhole. 1981's Firecracker. And for having an IMDb picture that says, I'm in a lot of registers with the police. I'd have thought his IMDb picture would have just been a lot of fire. Um, starring Gary Watkins as Trace, Who? known for not a lot, and based on this movie, I think we know why. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also starring Laura Banks as Stinger, known for being the uncredited navigator for the infamous Khan in Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Oh, we thought and she was familiar. As Cahill. Yeah, I know. She, she had a face. She went, oh, I've seen it before. She was also in Demon of Paradise in 1987. And finally, starring Linda Weissmeyer as Arlie. Best known for being Candy 
in 1983's Joysticks and June Knockers in 1985's Malibu Express. I'm such a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she may have been typecast. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I could teach you, but I have to charge My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I could teach you, but I have to charge you want it The thing that makes me What the guys go crazy for They lose their mind Impressions count. Do you think they like Mad Max? Uh, I was going to say, Max wants his Mad back. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Yes. <laughs> possibly, uh, possibly his car, uh, his wasteland, and uh, some of his enemies all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I saw long fingerless gloves. I'm like, oh, he's the hero then. But um, mm. to be honest, anybody who could wear leather pants in the desert for that long is a hero of mine. Oh, my. Oh, just uh, sweaty and chafy and oh, smelly. Yeah, I'm guessing so that, that's one of the things. That, yes. Yeah, I'm guessing him and the wardrobe department were intimately acquainted before the end of this movie. Oh, yeah, they'll probably tell him to change his diet. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Trace and, and some of his explosions, his exploding turbo, it looked kind of dangerous. He really did. Um, and, and did you notice when he fired it up, he, he got to a whole, I reckon, maybe 50 miles an hour as well? Like, oh, yeah, it, it was super fast. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, when you're playing the actual like film at three times normal speed, it looks amazing. And he, he clearly, I mean, that car had upgrades because it clearly mastered the art of being able to do a tarmac tyre screech uh, on sand and gravel at all points. Yes. Yes, at, at all points. And having a fuel tank the size of a whale, I believe. <laughs> yes, it never runs out. I didn't actually think about that. Never runs out. And has enough extra to run a flamethrower. <laughs> yes. But of course, I'm guessing the most of the vehicles were kind of fuel heavy, given the amount that just sort of explode with the very slightest of impact. Yes. Yes, yes. So obviously, not a lot of protection and uh, yeah, not potentially the best electrical work. Although I did notice one that fell off a cliff and the entire engine just fell out for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah, and then exploded. And then exploded, because it's no good unless it exploded. Now, speaking of things that exploding, um, um, less, less than two minutes in, and I've pegged Ali as most likely to end up topless and captured. <laughs> Whatever gave that away. Boobies! Oh, it's, yeah, uh, you know, uh, maybe it was the black hot pants. Maybe it was the fact that she was wearing a top that only barely contained her. Uh, <laughs> she, she had a very special place in this movie. And was it just me, or did, did you want Bo to be shot in the ass while he was ha- while he was mooning out of the vehicle during the car? Trip? I was extremely disappointed that that did not happen. He he, he needed a, you know just a line of automatic fire just tracing across so he, and like up his bum. <laughs> I wanted him to die. I'm sorry. Of course, before that, we we get to see his um, demonstration of combat skills. You know, I'm oh. pleased to report that these gentlemen had at least an hour's Carly training before they filmed this movie. Yeah, look, I think a good solid hour of this is a stick. <laughs> this is another stick. <laughs> if, you, just, oh. if you use them both together, it makes a bigger stick because they did that a lot. Yes. As, a, as as Trace appears to be our hero and the, the master of combat, he never learned the open hand form of Carly. No. When you get your stick knocked out your hand, take one off the other guy. Yes, yeah, so I'm nerding out because it's a martial art I used to do. But this is not a good example of said martial art. No! No, <laughs> th- th- this was closer to baton twirling. Yes. <laughs> <was> to Carly. <laughs> yes. Or a relay race. Yeah, quite possibly. Now, now th- um, talking about the world in general, it was good to see this is another world fit for welders and mechanics. Yes. Yes, because I've decided that in, in after the apocalypse, if you want your children to survive, you need to train them to be welders and mechanics. Mm. I was thinking my apocalypse plan is is failing badly, and I, I should be learning to weld. It's clearly should, everyone should learn to weld. Yeah, you could learn to hunt. Okay. You could learn to cook on in the bush. You could learn to make campfires, or you could learn to weld. I'm going to go welding my apocalypse. Yeah, welding. Well, people will come to you and go, look, mate, I need like 20 roll bars and spikes on my motorbike. Can you put that on? I mean, the vehicles are good in this, aren't they? They're, they're pretty yeah, well they designed. They are pretty good. The, the, there is that. There's there's a there's something that I'll talk about a little bit later that concerned me, but we'll get into that. Now, um, speed up driving. Are you a fan? Premature ejaculation is no laughing matter. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I can note that uh, watching the movie at half speed didn't improve any of that. <laughs> it was like a mixture between really slow and really fucking too fast. And yeah, they just, just couldn't make their minds up. It was almost a Warner Brothers cartoon. It was just the... <laughs> now, 
one of the other things that I think is important in any apocalypse movie is motorcycle barbarians. Yeah. And uh, it was good to see that there were plenty in this movie. Especially the one who had uh, a, a TV instead of fairing. <laughs> that thing handled like <laughs> shit. I was like, he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. Go on. No, he saved it again. Oh, it's uh, uh, Look, I had, did have it noted down further, but the fairing work on some of these motorbikes was extra special. Like the rubber wobbly tridents, which were clearly supposed to look like deadly metal tridents, but had a bit too much wobble going on. Yeah, they they, they did wave a little bit, and I'm just sort of going, how does that work? Like, if you hit someone on your motorbike and you've got two big tridents out the front, aren't you just going to, like, nosedive it straight into yeah. <laughs> You're going to go with the handlebars as well. well. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, you just got to go straight over the top. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. One of the things about over the top, black hot pants. Obviously, the wasteland uniform for women in this apocalypse. Yeah, or the you know the the, the wedgie suit, as I would call it. Good night, everybody. Well, yes, yes. It, I mean, it's right up there, isn't comfort. it? It's right up there. Oh, it, it was it was well and true. And again, a lot of sand. And I'm going, oh, can't oh, be comfortable. oh, yeah. It's making my eyes yeah. water thinking about it. Oh. I feel itchy all of a sudden. And, of course, the Scourge had the market cornered on black T-shirts and ski masks. Yeah, and posh accents. Yes, they did. Very well-spoken, quite articulate. Yeah. I mean, for, for barbarians. I mean, that's what rises you at the top of the food chain, clearly. So when the apocalypse comes, y'all are fucked, I'm sorted. Bollocks! Yes, there you go. <laughs> I might die. And, and, and then end up a uh, a underground blue midget uh, in a white wig trying to eat people under the sand. Um, we'll talk about that a bit later. Now, the Scourge Gang, they had the worst camp ever. Like, there was rocks and shit. And I'm going, no one wants to sleep in a tent with, with rocks underneath it. No. It was just crap. Yeah, I, I don't... But they did have ocean views. <laughs> it just didn't do a good ground clearance job there, did they, really? No, no. Not, not practical. No. You know, and particularly if you're all driving, you want a little bit of space to park and everything else. Mm. Um, now... Well, they had someone to park their bikes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know. I noticed that. You know, it's just like, no, it's, it's, yeah, valet, come and pick up my bike and, and park it over there. That's got to be the worst job in the gang, bike parker. <laughs> I am the chief bike parker. And well, maybe he was one of the guys that, like, if you shot near, he just jumped off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of times that happened. Like oh yeah, slightly some before a pyrotechnic yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, just a random shooting in your direction, and we just we just ghosty off the bike, out of the car, off the wall. Um, some of the stunt work in this movie was pretty special. Hotful. There was one amazing almost crash when they they all come they come jumping off a very what looks like a very purpose built ramp. Didn't look like a natural occurrence in the desert. Looked very much like yes. a motocross course, but one of the quads comes off that and he nearly tumbles it. <laughs> it's very Oh, close. yeah, yeah. It, it, he's up on, like, two wheels. He leads it yeah. on two wheels. And it's, you, you can see and they just cut away. Just cut away. It'll be all right. And then all of a sudden he's back up again. And it's just like, yeah, yeah I don't think so. Squeaky bum time. Yeah.
Tell me what you learned and keep it nice. One of the things that concerned me about this is being strapped to the front of a car half naked while driving has to be rough on your skin. And, I mean, let's be honest, I think Ali had more than bugs in her tape. <laughs> it's scary how similar Louis thinks so. <laughs> But I was also thinking, you're on top of the engine there. That's going to be getting pretty warm. Oh, um, yeah. And just yeah. off-road as well, the undulations. I mean, she has got... Huge tracks of land. Um, so it must have been a really like, however comfortable they tried to make the filming experience, that cannot have been a comfortable thing to be doing. No, no, it was it was just oh, just not good. And speaking of that, um, apparently fighting in sand, sand dunes leads to sex and sand in your crack. <laughs> that's a, I, I, that's like the second worst sex scene after the room, isn't it? <laughs> it is. With yes. Filter and, a, and a, what is it? I was, like, I was watching thinking, oh no, look, they're they're disagreeing. Oh no, it's gone to the ground. Oh, I, I'm sure they won't fall for that trite and <laughs> overused. Yes. thing of fighty roly on the floor oh now we're having sex we hated each other a second yeah, ago yeah did they were, were going to have sex with with a uh uh you know a soft focus and clouds and the and the sunset in the background <laughs> and, just, and she, i was going what is this you clearly still hate each other <laughs> yes 
but, but you know, it's it's the apocalypse. And let's be honest, there weren't that many women around. So, you know, maybe you just sort of get, all right, if I got her, I got her. I mean, what would have been funny is if, like, halfway through, her eagle had come down and just sank its talons into his butt cheeks. I mean, that would have been brilliant. Oh, that would have been. Now, sp- speaking of that, Striker's eagle was a bit like Lassie. Like, he can tell you, like, when she'd been captured. <laughs> but not do nothing What's else. that eagle? She's fell down a well. <laughs> Uh, apparently they had someone who could read minds with them. Oh, if only. Yes. Who doesn't look like she's constantly having an aneurysm. <laughs> um, now, speaking of aneurysms, anyone that was a bit character, apparently their official language was gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say no, bit character, do you mean less than five feet tall? Because that seems to be the thing they've done here. If you're, You can only speak distinguishable words if you are above this height. It's like, I was yes, imagining it, the casting was like that measuring thing for a roller coaster. No, nope, you have to talk gibberish. <laughs> you must be this tall to be able to speak. Yes. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's advanced. <laughs> and it was ADR'd uh, so badly. In fact, speaking of the ADR, there is a bit, I think it's one of the fights, but like, it's clear that one of them was recorded in a toilet. A large echoey yes. public restroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, Gah! <laughs> Yeah, stop it! I'm blowing up. It's just like, what? Where, where are you? Where? The, the only ones that confused me were, were like the Flintstones gang at, at, at the end there, like when they they took over the the tanker. They were just there for no apparent reason. Yeah, and yeah, but but uh, I think they were also cannibals. Again, cannibalism is the default for anyone under five foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> Dead girls never saying no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I want to talk about Ali's acting just for a minute. Um, you know, there were a lot of times where I said, oh, look, I understand the situation and I understand that you would be sad, but you look like you need to fart. <laughs> but worryingly, still the best actor in this. Except, yes, well, maybe. Still the most convincing. Maybe, maybe the, the, the posh bad guys up there, but. Um, yeah. Well, what was your favourite instance of absolutely terrible acting? Oh, you know, look, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Spike. <laughs> Spike okay. and the aneurysm faces. That, that for me, her and her, 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 uh, her offsider, uh, Mutt, I think his name was. Right. Uh, <laughs> Taz of Tasmania. That, yes, exactly. That, those two together, that, for me, that was the epitome of, of the worst acting in this movie. What about you? Uh, there's just one moment. It was just glorious. And it's right at the end there. And a one of the uh, beach puppies turns up with a bazooka man on the back. And he fires a bazooka yes. at one of the cars. The car explodes. And the guy driving the buggy goes, <laughs> and then gets shot. It is yes. the most unconvincing laugh I have ever seen. And massively ADR'd as well. Yeah, yeah, just or put in random laugh number six. But I believe that was him. Still, <laughs> possibly, but yes. <laughs> oh, terrible. Now, look. Speaking of things, were a little unbelievable. The Wiz and his alien escape cult building a rocket ship out of out of wood, out of spare parts. Yeah, wood, spare parts, corrugated iron. It's like, you know the bit with spaceships where they take off using fire, yeah? That's where it was gonna, it was gonna fall down there anyway. They did you a favour by blowing it up. Yeah, oh, see, I'm not sure which is that. Or maybe the fact that it's going into space where there's no oxygen and there's big gaping fucking holes in it. Oh, I wasn't finished. 
But I, I think parts of it they thought were. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think they were fully checked in on the reality states. Well, states were. No, no. Well, you know, they were clearly a hippie cult. And, yeah. well, you do enough drugs and you will believe anything. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and, well, apparently. Um, look, I think we can both agree. Uh, the apocalypse needs better... better I think we can both agree. The, uh, the apocalypse needs better bra technology. <laughs> yeah, yes. There was there was a lot of hanging out, and it did look uncomfortable oh. at times. Although I mean, it, it did. I mean, look, some of the struggling scenes were really convincing. Like they were really trying to get out. Oh, they, they were they were struggling to get out. There was no to it. But I mean, I'd, <laughs> I'd reached the point where I was going, Harley, can you just put a top on? Put a fucking top on, woman. Now, I never thought I'd hear the day that you said that. <laughs> Did, that's what I mean. That that's how ex- that's how ridiculous it was. I'm just going. Oh, look! I love them, but really, <laughs> you could put them put away them now. Away. You can put them away. They're, they're spectacular, and good luck to you. But put them away now. Um, this, speaking of like people that enjoy their work, the Scourge really seemed to enjoy their work. They were very happy killers. Yeah, they were jovial. You know, they they well they laughed they went, <laughs> and and they were not particularly deadly either. No, no. There was a lot of driving and randomly shooting in directions. Yeah. And um, and really, that was about it. I mean, the only one I think that potentially enjoyed it, their work more was Spike. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't understand that you know, she's a mind reader. That's great. Um, no context. No context whatsoever. You know, her grandpa got killed and she's got mind powers now. Yeah. And can understand who <laughs> And um, goes into a gunfight with a knife. Yeah. And I was thinking, <clears throat> she, there's a bit of her at the side there doing confused face acting. And, like, you're supposed to fill in the blanks with her face acting. And it's, yes, I sense they are having malevolent thoughts as they're trying to kill and stab and shoot each other. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing the reason she's so proficient with this knife is she knows what they're going to do before they do it. So she's a half a move ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know what? If she knows they're going to shoot her, what's she going to do? <laughs>
How would you like to try something a little different? This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. I'm sure you've got questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> now, look, we mentioned it earlier about the fairings on the bike. Mm. The, one of them had a television. I think one of them had a big bendy sort of spike thing. Yeah. Um, one looked like it had a giant nose on it. Um, not easy to ride. Not no. practical. Not at all. It, no. In fact, the TV thing looked like it had missiles stuck to either side of it. Um, so yes. I think it was supposed to be a missile launcher unit, but they just realized that ain't in the budget. Yeah, well, you, you got to pay more for that. <laughs> we can't yeah, animate that actually we, working. We, yeah, we, we can't do that, and we're just going to just, just pretend and don't fall over and break it because it cost like five bucks. Yeah, you're like the, the guy riding that was the best stunt rider there, clearly, because he, he was working clearly. to keep that upright. <laughs> yes. And look, he had a speaking line at one point, so you know that he must have been good at what he did. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, speaking of things that are, that are right, do you think it's a good idea to mount a flamethrower inside your car? I mean, you've got to put it somewhere. Yeah, he's a but, good shot with it uh, as well. Mate, 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 uh, he, he, look, he was, he was good with it, but <laughs> my thought process was that, um, you know, what if it leaks? <laughs> you know, what, what, what if it breaks and the whole car's just going to fill with liquid fire? It can't be good. I don't actually think about that. I think he's, like, actually his little fire booster thing at the back of the car is his emergency outlet valve or something like that does go wrong. And it ah, just, he just shoots it all out the back. Yeah, it just takes his chances going a bit too fast. Right. So he, he's got the super hot Indian curry theory. Yeah. Clearing out anything that's unwanted in the vehicle. Well, if man, if you could fine tune that, you'd never have to vacuum again. We have to say about this hero as yeah. well. He doesn't put a fucking foot wrong. He comes up smelling of roses every time he does anything. I just think you should overdub every single scene he has with one man army. Because <laughs> <laughs> Commando's got nothing on him. Well, you know, he could he could jump and he no nah, nothing. He could jump and shoot. He could roll around in the dirt and shoot. Yep. Uh, he could do everything and shoot. Uh, and he had a lot of guns that seemed to just come from nowhere. Yes. And his black clothing never seemed to get that dusty either. You of all people should know, I never in my life would wear black silk underwear. Yeah, just a little bit. Maybe, too maybe the maybe the amount of sweat that was in them just repelled the dirt. 
Yeah, but I, also, if he was going to fuck up, right, there's one point where he, he should have fucked up, and it's really, really unbelievable. So his sister is being manhandled by two goons ahead of him. He picks up a machine gun and sprays generally in that direction and just manages to shoot the two guys, and she gets away fine. You're like, yeah, like you're that good with a fully automatic right? See, I put that down the fact that Ali's boobs could actually deflect bullets. Yeah, well, I mean, she kind of she made me wet my pants in my living room. I was watching it, and, but you know, we're not going to get into that. That's that's personal. Until they don't. Until they don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, um, on a completely different note, um, little cannibal blue people with long hair were they mutant Smurfs? Is that what they were? I I don't know. I thought they were like the. It just sounds apocalyptic. It's perhaps a bit futuristic. So I was thinking they were the the evolved generation of the Oompa Loompas that escaped from the chocolate factory and went underground. Oompa Loompas. And then ah, they went a bit albino. Cannibal Oompa Loompas. Right, right. Albino underground cannibal Oompa Loompas. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this stuff would make you go blind. That's the next Michael Bay movie. <laughs> oh, but the overdub for them was so annoying. It was like they're supposed to be scary, and you're just destroying this. <laughs> with the weird squeaky voice yeah. it just oh, it was very strange now a lot of this movie is about timing and, and um, do you really think there's time for sex in the dirt when you're on the run uh, no no, it was, no. It was very it, for both of them it was ill conceived <laughs> yeah definitely and, and uh, there was a point there where I thought Bo was going to get more than he bargained for yeah I did too because his initiation was, was going to look very uh very prison orientated, if you know what I'm saying. It, it was going that way, wasn't it? Um, yes, uh, and then they dragged him through the dirt. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, I'm sure they again gave the actor some padding there, but that looked painful, however that was done. So. <laughs> yes, yes, even if he was on a mat, that just didn't look good. No, I mean, a Kevlar stomach is still a struggle, I think, on that terrain. Yes. Now, we mentioned it, you know, about random shooting and, and boobs that could deflect bullets until they don't. Why are Ali and Stinger the only two people that seem to bleed in this movie? Oh, that's a good point. You don't see any other. there was a lot of shooting. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of shooting, but you never really see anyone else actually, like, get shot and bleed. I mean, he did. Except for, like, Ali and Stinger. Women love to play man games. Maybe it was too, the, the weight of their deaths was too, too weigh heavily upon us. But of course it was self-inflicted right. because he uttered, he uttered the fatal lines, stay here. And whenever anyone yes. says that in a movie that means they're not going to stay there are they? But she she doesn't stay put, leaves after him and manages to get to the target of their mission before he does. It's like, you suck yes. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, all, for all your jumping and shooting and rolling your your scared sister apparently can get to the to the point way before you. It's just uh, yeah, think of things that where would the apocalypse be without sports ball shoulder pads? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of those going on. Uh, 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 there has to be a warehouse somewhere that's just full of them. <laughs> just, or a few hockey locker rooms just missing their arm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Like, uh, I, I think when the bombs drop, everyone goes, quick, to the sports arena. <laughs> But also, like, these these cannibals, these bad guys, there's, there's like, I don't know, 30 of them. And then they yeah. go, oh, let's let's call in the troops and finally get rid of them. Well, if you had that many fucking troops, why didn't you take them out years ago? But when they yeah, run know, to battle, like, they're suddenly, they've multiplied. Yeah, but there's, like, hundreds of them, and, you know, they've got bloody, you know, mobile mortars and all that sort of stuff. And I'm going, <laughs> where's all this coming from? Well, you know what else they've got as well? Their secret weapon. They have, they have budget Chuck Norris, don't they? 
Well, they do. They do. And even, even at a budget level, Chuck Norris is still Chuck Norris. <laughs> Until he pulls off a cliff. Yeah, well, you know, that's going to happen. He's here. You know, even, even Chuck can't come back from falling off a cliff. Yeah. You see, at that point, I'm like, okay, so the pointless eagle that's been alluded to so many times, there's been so many cutaways, it's always flying around head, that it gets to the point where she's finally being attacked by someone, I expect it to fly down and scratch his eyes out. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 we're just, we're just going to circle over the top and go, oh, she's dead, we better tell somebody. Yeah. So yeah. the two most pointless characters in this movie are uh, Mini Genghis, as I've called him, and the point, pointless <laughs> eagle They just don't do anything. Yes. They're, they're just they're just there for jump shots and a bit of <laughs> now we talked about their weapons just a minute ago why why do they all shoot coloured smoke I did I have no idea and the weird detachments on the end of the guns as well does that make the bullets go wider I, I don't know what that was all about so I, I don't know I, I think they just sort of went yeah look we, we've got to tell the difference between your weapons and ours so you have purple smoke and we'll have red I'm not really sure and I don't know there was a lot of like weird stuff like that and whenever you shoot someone aim at their feet yes yes and, and then they'll sort of spin around there was a lot of oh, I got shot I better spin around yeah <laughs> spin around and die <laughs> stuff. now look, we, we talked about Ali a few times because well obviously she was the highlight of the movie mm. um do you think they just sort of said, look, uh, we want you to run around, grimace, jiggle, and look, just get caught escaping? Basically. Yeah. I don't think you give him much more direction. It wasn't give him much more direction than that, I don't think. No. no I think that was pretty much about it. Um, now, the Scourge had a fortress. What was the point of their seaside camp? Were they on holiday? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> you know, this is where we're all going on. Summer holiday, and <laughs> they're just gonna go kill some different people for a week or two, and it's just oh, it's, yeah, it's, fly rod dropper. But maybe I don't know. It just seemed a little strange, you know, because the, the fortress seemed pretty impressive. It did. It made me want to where uh, it actually as, is. Yeah, because it looked like it was it was possibly a, a military base or something. I don't know. It was kind of weird. I couldn't bother to look that up. Um, things that obviously were a little bit weird. Do you think it's fair to make a little person run at the front of an army? <laughs> no. That was a bit off-key. <laughs> It was just like, you know, there's like 200 people running and then, you know, a little mutt is just there that just, his legs are going hell for leather and spikes ever beside him having an aneurysm. And it's just like, <laughs> that's just not right. He can fall down and just get trampled. <laughs> Give him a piggyback at least. Yeah, well, that's the very least. Um, um, that's one thing I did notice. This film is called Wheels of Fire. There's a lot of people running a lot of the time. <laughs> Yes, so, but then there's a lot of lot of random driving for no apparent reason as well. Well, see, when they got in the cars at the end of the last final chase of the movie, I was like, oh, thank God, you remembered there were supposed to be cars in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yes, we're, it's about driving and, and the apocalypse. Quick, let's just drive around for no apparent reason. Because no one seemed to, like, worry about what direction they were going. No. They just drove. You got, you got on the road and you drove. I mean, they got the fire part down, didn't they? I mean, the the pyrotechnics budget for this. I mean, I would actually like to see the injuries list from <laughs> bits oh. that went off when they shouldn't have done. I mean, they must have had accidents. That's a, a hell of a lot of bangs and explosions in this, which is good. Yeah, I, I reckon there's a whole list of, like, stuntmen and pyro guys that are missing fingers. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna 
Your time is almost up. So give me your final thoughts. So, you know, we're getting towards, obviously, the final third of the movie, and Trace remembered that he actually had a sister, and that was the whole point of the movie. It's not to hang out with crazy people in their spaceship. I was going to say the same thing. He's like, does he give a shit his sister just died? Oh, he does. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Yes, she's my sister. But I remember now, yes. He had a moment's grief and then gave away the only keepsake to prove that he ever had a sister to a random stranger. That's fine. Well, that was awkward. Yeah, that's fine. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. Um, she knew what he was thinking. And it, yeah, we, you know, she, she went, it's okay. Um, you've stopped me having an, another aneurysm. Now, let me ask you a question. There seem to be very few women in this movie, <laughs> which I thought was, a, you know, a little disturbing in that, you know, there was, well, for the gangs, there was a very big rape culture. And I'm just going, this is just, you know, I understand why the women don't want to be part of those gangs, let's be honest. But yeah, no, it just seemed a little strange. Not a lot of women. And obviously the ones that were there were a bit special. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, you go. No, it's gone. <laughs> it was there. That it wasn't went away. It wasn't good. Speaking of women that saving, you know, Ali, like setting off the, the deadly landmines. They were like the crappiest landmines ever. <laughs> yeah, that, that APC would have just gone. <laughs> just carried yeah, on driving. Just keep rolling over the top of that because, yeah, they, they weren't digging holes. They wasn't blowing holes in the ground. It was really just all a big plume of coloured smoke and let's go. Um, yeah, again, they just would have rolled over the top of it. Now, Trace and Scourge obviously had a history. Mm. And there's like a point right near the end where they're, they're like, Scourge is up on the mountain, Trace is down the bottom, and they look at each other and sneer and then just keep going. <laughs> Surely that's the opportunity to shoot him, right? <laughs> Oh, is that just randomly shoot near his feet and kill them all. Yeah, just to respect things, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, you know, he was very well spoken of. Maybe there was gentleman's rules. I don't know. Yes, he wanted to have fisticuffs. Duff him up. But bugger me with a fish fork. Yes, I- indeed. That, that probably leads me to something else. I didn't understand the tactics in this war at all. <laughs> but, but, tactics? <laughs> Well, other than, you know, let, let's just round up a whole heap of people, put them in a, you know, a, a, a coloured jersey and um, make them, hand, hand them a gun, make them run. Run across open ground. I mean, that's usually a great battle strategy. I think you're fine. I think it's in the art of war yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> run into a phalanx of guns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If your enemy has, yes, it, yeah, it has mortars and like guns coming at the proverbials, just charge across them uh, uh, behind a little person um, across an open field. With one APC, 500 mess. Stupid! You're so stupid! Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's definitely somewhere in... I think that's near the back of the Art of War, for sure. I mean, I think we're doing them a disservice. Perhaps they just won by sheer weight of numbers and we never got to see the flanking movement coming with the two battalions from behind. I, I think you're overthinking that one. <laughs> Um, and like, uh, speaking of people that overthink things, uh, you know, during this, we also get a cutaway to, you know, Ali being just, you know, left uh, as they escape and a drunk goon trying to basically get a, get a final rape in. Oh, yes. And she stabbed him right in the dick. Right in the dick. Nice. <laughs> nice. And it's just like, ah, she finally got it. Because she went from being like, oh, oh, please, I'll give you sex for food to, I'm going to stab you in the dick, you motherfucker. <laughs> he had that coming. It's fine. She had it. Oh, they all had it coming. They all had it coming. Now, obviously, there, there was a question about runtime in this because the, as everyone sort of drives away for the, the final showdown, that went to super duper speed. <laughs> it just had to show it was fast. 
I've not seen cars drive that ridiculously fast since like Scalatrics. Just yes, yeah, it was just ridiculous. It's almost good as some of the uh, Dolomite sped up fighting scenes. No, the Human Tornado, oh. isn't it? Human tornado. Yeah, Human Tornado. It's human. There you go. It is now officially Human Tornado level. Damn! <laughs> Um, and uh, Trace's, like, final final killing blow on the Scourge was to drive his car off a cliff at him. Yeah, I mean, to, to, You know, to really nail it in there. <laughs> it's just, can, you know what, if you're going to do it, let, let's not, you know, face off in a race or anything else. No, I'm just going to drive my car off a cliff. Let's go drive my sister's car off a cliff and smash you with it. Yeah. It, it does make you wonder if they had something slightly more grandiose planned and they just ran out of money because there were too many explosions already <laughs> and they killed a few too many stuntmen. <laughs> Yeah, they just went. Oh, look! Yeah, look! Just push it off the cliff. Yeah, fuck it! Fuck it just wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, and you know, speaking of wrapping up, you know, we learned that obviously Stinger's death won't be in vain because they will rebuild. Ah, uh, of course. And they all live happily ever after. Well, except for Stinger and Arlie and uh, Scourge. And <laughs> yeah, all but guys in the yellow vest that got killed and the hippies. Uh, yeah, but Bad Max still looks cool and he hasn't got a hair out of place and, you know, he'd just go on with his perfect existence. He will, and he'll drive off into the sunset. And as we do that, we watch the credits and we learn that the two women in the Scourge camp were credited as scum women. Nice. So you stayed long enough to see the credits. <laughs> you, there's always something fun to learn in the credits. <laughs>
just a question for you, Virtual Boz. Yeah. Um, have you done Have you done any other um, companion pieces for movies that you're aware of, or are you just like connected to this Blu-ray? Uh, I my program has been installed on other devices around the globe. Uh, you just have to look carefully for them. Right. Now, now, now containing additional Boz. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're very few and very far between, and you've really got to keep your eyes peeled. You have been listening to Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. The replicant known as Witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Now, in the words of Lord Humongous, Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support. Rock on, my brothers.